the One Two Football Podcast. The voices of tomorrow here today. Is Dean Smith the man to take Aston Villa forward? I don't think so. Why can't Everton break into the top four? Oli Gunnar Solskjaer will lead Manchester United to a Premier League title. He just needs time. Hey guys, welcome back to the One Two Football Podcast. I'm Nate. Today we are talking all about the Premier League relegation battle. I'm here with Oli. Unfortunately, no Kieran this week, but here with Oli. How are you? Nah, it's not unfortunately. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, nah, I'm, I'm good. Uh, got an interesting topic um, to discuss. One that I'm kind of shocked about if it was at, if you looked at the start of the season, if I remember rightly, to how mm. it first played out. But yeah, now nah, I'm good and it's good to be here. There's a, f- a few teams in the mix. I mean, we'll just get straight into it. We've got, you know, we've got Norwich are down. Let's be honest. Norwich, especially that after that loss to Leeds, Norwich, Norwich are gone. You know, I don't think it's worth bringing them up. Obviously, that's just how Norwich are. And I'm sure I actually feel bad for Norwich fans to touch on them quickly because it's not their fault that they've got the reputation they have. That you have the you know people calling for them to be banned from the league until they're ready. They're ready to come up. And I've got, I know a Norwich fan. I'd love to say that to wind them up. <laughs> you don't aren't ready yet. You need to wait till you feel ready. Then coming back to the Premier League. But you know it's unfortunate for them. We I thought they were going to have a little revival under Dean Smith. I think they did for a bit. But yeah, a little bit. Unfortunately, unfortunately, just the strength of squad sort of told. And they're, they're down. Um, that's what's the, the positive. That's the positive of Norwich, though, isn't it? Like you can't be disappointed. You know exactly yeah. what you're getting yourself into. If anyone, came, if any Norwich fans went into the season thinking, you know what, we're going to stay up, then they were delusional. So they, that's their fault for getting the hopes up. So I think you know, <laughs> as, a, as a Man United fan, I feel disappointment all the time. As a Norwich fan, it'd probably be quite nice, you know, be exactly where you're expected to be. No, I, I think most well done. <laughs> the one person I know, he's not happy about this. But I mean, it must be must be tiring knowing you're, you're going up all the time. I'm sure Norwich probably will at least be up there next season. I mean, because it's not going to benefit them sticking around in the Championship either, because it's not like their squad's going to get better but by sticking around in the second tier. But anyway, moving on from Norwich, you've got Watford, Leeds, um, who's the other team? <laughs> Watford, Leeds, Everton, Big and Burnley. Burnley, there you go. There's the four other teams. And I mean, with Brentford, they're, they're fine. I think Brentford will be okay. I don't know worth kind of putting them in and then the other team was Newcastle but come on but I mean they're, they're all good they've, they've been absolutely brilliant since Eddie Howe's come in and, and they've been able to make those signings so who should we start off with Wally what, what, what team catches your eye first Let's go, let's go with the, the big obvious conversation now with Everton I mean they play later today for us so when this comes out it'll be a couple of days ago but they're in a sticky situation and championship is 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 crawling up on them like things are closer than you expect as the meme says in your back in your wind mirror so yeah, they should be scared, I think. I, I, I kind of agree. I, we said earlier about um, just about one of the teams we were shocked about and, and Everton would be that team. Because I remember I went to um, Brighton v Everton and Everton were brilliant, you know. They, they were compact, they were hard to beat and I was left thinking, like, okay, their squad's not the best but I think they might just get, they might get top half this year. They might, you know, they've got Calvert-Lewin, Richarlison, Alan Decore, it looked like you couldn't break them down. Their defence was okay, but you know, but in the, it looked functional. Obviously, Pick was coming off a of brilliant Euros, but it just completely went to pot. I mean, the idea of Benitez coming in was never like the, the greatest idea ever, but I think obviously due to his history, and you know, I think some Liverpool fans might be calling him Agent Benitez after you know what's been happening with this season because they were they got bad, and as soon as they hit that run of form, the bad run of form, they just couldn't recover from it, and then Frank Lampard's come in. And I like Frank Lampard. I think you know that there's potentially a good manager there. I love his interviews, but it's a rough situation for him because I, I, 
that team's bad. Like it should have been <laughs> on paper. It's not as bad, but like they're just not very good. They're a bunch of not very good. It's not a very good team. I think it's the best thing you could say is it's just years and years of bad recruitment sort of put into one team, one issue, and uh, I just can't. Say, I, I think they. I think they should stay up. But in my mind, thinking they've got what they've and they've got loads of games they've had on on leads, but. I can't see them winning any football matches. Yeah, nah, I think I think what you just said there is a kind of you can draw similarities between Everton and and uh, Manchester United, I think, with the bad bad recruitment over the years, and it's just leading to the situation that they're in now. I mean, th- since Lampard has come in, they've lost five games, and this is in the Premier League, obviously outside, they're in the FA Cup and whatever, but lost five uh, Premier League games and only won one. So the form has been diabolical under Lampard and I, I'm just going to go straight in with my thoughts on, on Lampard here and, and what he's done. I think he was, I think what he's done and the signs he's done would have been the right move if it was a summer transfer window. So we had a fresh season to go straight at it. But Lampard was hired with the club four points above relegation. They're now level on points with Watford who are third from bottom. Granted, they've got, I think, three games in hand, but they're going backwards under Lampard and I think it's because he's a bit out of depth I think you know he's never really been in well first he's never been in a Premier League relegation battle let alone any relegation battle as a manager so I think when you bring in someone like that normally at this time of the season if this happens you bring in someone that you know like a Sam Allardyce sort of figure that comes in and they try to stay the ship they're known for getting people out of it I'm not saying that's what they need to do but I'm saying normally you bring in someone that's got the pedigree of getting people out as a short-term mm-hmm. fix to then move on to someone like Lampard so he has a fresh base to start again in the summer so I think Lampard's been chucked in the deep end here they clearly he clearly said it and thought that he could do it himself but I don't think he is he's the man to do it I mean they, they beat Leeds 3-0. But apart from that, they've only scored one goal in the rest of their games, which is a 3-1 against Newcastle. And they lost 2-0 to Southampton, 1-0 to Man City, which somehow looks to be their best result in terms of defeat. And you would have thought they'd get absolutely smashed. Mm. I mean, 5-0 to And Spurs. they got robbed in that game, to be fair, against Man City. Yeah, they I can say they, they held out quite long. but then And then a 1-0 defeat to Wolves. So it's not going great for yeah. Lampard. And I just feel like I think he's the right guy at the wrong time. And I think that's going to look real bad for him because... I've been trying to think. Yeah. I'll get, we'll get to a bit later who we think are the three going down, but it, it's a it's a tricky one. It's a, it is a tough one for Lampard. I mean, you know, his work with Derby was good. He got a squad to where they probably should have been in terms of where they finished and not winning the playoff finals. Unfortunately, kind of just had a bad game. That can happen. That you know, I, I know full well what it's like to lose a playoff final. I'm sure they do at Derby as well. Um, but then at Chelsea, I mean, he built the foundation for this Chelsea team. That to be fair, no transfers. He came in got them Champions League and then you know when the players started coming in I don't know what it was I think he just struggled to, to get them going again they struggled with defending they they weren't really necessarily they weren't a very good team for, for the players they had and Lampard's never necessarily been a fixer of defences it's not really been his thing so to come into the team where their number one problem is defending they can't defend they've got four bad defenders across a back line five if they play five and they can't they can't defend they're not maybe not individually bad defenders but as, as they're just, you know, they're struggling at the minute. They've got a bad defence and a goalkeeper in Jordan Pickford, which he might be the most confusing goalkeeper I've ever seen in my life because I've never seen someone play so good for, for one team, your country, and then play so poorly for Everton. I've never really been impressed by Pickford at Everton, but anytime he, the only reason I would keep him in the team for England is because he's so good there. But that's another discussion I'm sure to have, we'll have at some point in terms of the England squad. So it's just a tough situation. I think. 
Lampard maybe thought, oh, it's Everton, but that these players are good, I'll be able to get them up. Not realising it's... It, I mean, if you go to Goodison Park, obviously I've not been, but the atmosphere there, if they concede one goal, it gets so toxic because the Everton fans are just sick of it. And the, and it put Everton in whips because they can't hire someone like Sam Allardyce. Because, I mean, they have done And they actually, I think they finished like eighth or something for Sam Allardyce. Well, like 10th or something, I can't remember. But they, Everton fans expect a good brand of football they expect exciting football, something that they can get behind. They they want to be they they expect to be in the top half. So the fact that they're seventeenth in the danger of going to championship, the the fan base is you know is furious. I think no one hates Everton players more than Everton fans. They they, they despise them. So and you, every game it's you're not fit to wear the shirt. You're not fit to wear the shirt. So for those reasons, as well as the incredible, I don't know if you've seen any of the stories, but the financial pressure on Everton to stay up is huge. Like if they go down, this could be a real problem for them in terms of not not exactly going bust, not like Derby, but in terms of not being able to function at the same level they were functioning on before. It's not like when Newcastle go down, they kind of just throw some money at it and, and go back up like they have. I don't think Everton may wouldn't be in the situation to do that. And if they would, and if they did that, it, there'd be a lot riding on that season. So there's a lot of pressure, not just on the pitch, but outside the pitch. And for someone like Lampard and you know, that, that's what to deal with. If you're not playing well and there's all this pressure on you, it's not going to make you play better. Like, you know, especially if you're not, not a winner. Like, only winners really, like, have that sort of thing when there's all the pressure on you and you deliver. A team like Everton, you're losing every week. You're getting told you're not fit to wear the shirt. There's pressure coming on you. You're, you some of those players are better than 17th in the league, so they're thinking, I, I should go. I, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here in Liverpool. I want, I want to leave. So, I... I I mean, again, get to it towards the end of everything's going down. But, you know, everyone might be in the championship next year. And that's crazy to think. Yeah, I, uh, I went before this podcast and I was just having a look at everything, working out who I think could go down, how many points I think they might pick up along the way. And I was just sat there thinking, Everton, championship, that's, that's crazy. Like, that's unbelievable. I mean, Leeds as well, after what they had like the previous years. I mean, it's just all a bit mental. But going back to you just said about, you know, the players and... I think the same situation is, and I'm going to go back to touching on previously what I said is here, is you look on the surface, when he came in on, I think it was transfer deadline day on 31st of January, I think Lampard came in or something like that. When he came in, you looked at Lampard, promising young manager. You saw him bring in the likes of Dele Alli and Donny van der Beek. And you thought, you know what? This has got all the potential to be something really, really good and exciting here. But now you look at it and they're, you know, equal on points with Watford. Granted, they've got three games in hand, but equal on points with Watford. Something that they were four points ahead of or something, something around that previously. To Deli Ali and Donny van der Beek, both having the same stats of six games, zero goals, zero assists. And you think, was this really the smartest decision? To bring in, number one, a manager that I said is out of his depth, I believe. And two, bringing in two players. If you're in a relegation scrap and you're in that situation, they weren't in bad, as bad situation as they were as they are now when they brought in, but they're still in a pretty poor position in the league. Um, you you want to bring in a manager and you also want to bring in players that can hit the ground running. Now, Dele Ali and Donny van der Beek don't fit that at all. They were both players outside of both of their teams, Man United and Tottenham, didn't really have game time under their belt. And so we're going to need time to warm up. And that is something that, you know, Everton don't have. They don't have time. They didn't have time. And I think it's really showing everyone that their decisions on the surface seem really well, but really well thought out. But really, it was dreadful decision-making to bring in two players that weren't really playing, to bring in a manager who had been out of management for, what, a year, but also had never been in this situation. So 
I think they just got it all wrong. I think they got it all wrong. Yeah. I really do. I think they also took too long to pull the trigger on Benitez as well. I mean, it was when it got to a point and, and they let him bring in Mikolenko. Um, and that was like, why, if you want to get rid of this manager, if you were, if you were close to doing it anyway, why are you letting him? And I'm sure Mikolenko's a decent player. I've no, my memory for seeing him play is already gone. I mean, but, and the man that he replaced, didn't you? Why sell a player because he hates the manager? Yeah, Probably their, one yeah. of their best players. When you're going to get rid of the... Yeah, yeah exactly. That, it makes no that, sense. It makes no sense, really. It makes no sense, but... If we move on now, we move on to, to, to two teams fighting Everton for that. Because, I mean, Leeds are in a, in a whip. We'll get on to Leeds. But we'll start with Burnley. Um, I mean, Burnley, I thought they were dead certs to go down. I've got to be honest. You know, I thought they were, might have even finished last while Norwich was going through that little mini revival. But they put a few point performances together. They got a few points together, albeit they've not won in their last three, not scored in their last three. But I looked at their fixture list and they've got some decent games in there. Norwich, Watford, they've got to play them. And, and I think... For me, Burnley, and I'm, I'm sure you might echo a similar sentiment that it comes down to the form of one man really, and that's Ruth Weggles. It got, you know, if he can get firing, he can score some goals. Burnley might stay up because they, you know, maybe not so much this season, but if you look at the, the amount of goals they've conceded, actually no, Burnley can defend. Burn, Burnley can that they, you know, out of everyone they're dealing with, they've got the least amount of goals conceded with 38, so they can keep clean sheets. I mean, it's Burnley have always been sport. the team that's hard to break down. That's the thing with Burnley. They've always been yeah. sitting back, defend, and just hope they don't concede. So defensively, you know, that, that's where they are. But I, like you just said about that one man that could keep them up here. I, I'm going to do, if Kieran was here, he would definitely be saying this because he loves to say this every single time we talk about it. But in the Premier League, if you've got a man that can score goals, then you're going to be okay. So if he can start scoring again, and Kieran, you know, I just did that for you. You're still here in memory. Um, <laughs> If he can start scoring and finding that, I think they'll be fine. And I've got down here on my notes, I've got my note here, Burnley to be safe. Because I honestly do think they'll be okay. I think they're going to have a typical Burnley season where they look threatened with relegation and they pull it off at the last minute to end up being safe. But like you said, they've got to play Norwich. They've got to play Everton. They've got to play Watford and Newcastle, all the teams around them in the positions. And I do think they're good enough to pick off a point, if not three points, because Burnley are Burnley and I don't think they ever go down. So I, I honestly do think they will be okay. And it's like quite nice about having Burnley around. I, I quite like Burnley being in the Premier League. And, and they're going in a bit of a different direction now. They, they were linked with a lot more foreign players than, than what they were. They have been in previously. Obviously, Cornet's come in and been really good. So I think if Burnley do stay up, I don't know what they, I don't think they're financially that strong. But if they can have like a little, not rebuild, but you can add in three or four players, then, you know, they could get back to being sort of a low mid table, comfortable team in the league. They're not that far off it. They just, I think with Burnley, they, they're kind of. That's current team has kind of run past its time and they just need to keep pacing. But I mean, look, two games in hand on Watford and Leeds, they're, um, they're only one point behind Watford, they're only one point behind um, Everton and Everton only have one game in hand. And then, you know, with Leeds, they're only four points behind, no, five points behind, sorry, and with two games in hand. So if they win two games, then they'll be okay. I mean, it'll be easier said than done. And Watford, on the other hand, I mean, this, Watford and Burnley, you can kind of, there's two... Um, similar people, I think, in charge in terms of relegation experience. We were speaking about that with Lampard, not a lot of relegation experience. A man who's managed them both, both Watford and um, Burnley, Sean Dyche, he knows what it's like to be in a relegation scrap. That's been sort of the majority of what he's been in since he's been at Burnley, aside from that season where they, where they finished seventh. And then you've got Roy Hodgson, who just, you know, out of all kind of the old school Premier League managers, the big Sands, Tony Pulis, all of them are. Roy Hodgson's the best of them and he did it with Crystal Palace where he laid the foundations to, for a team that is ready for to get better keeping them in the Premier League 
you know, Watford team isn't very good, but I like Roy Hodgson and I think if he can get them tough to break down, tough to beat, you know, they, they, they have a chance. They do really have a good chance. Having a chance is, is the right way of putting it. Uh, I don't know if they can pull it off, but like I've said, the thing that Everton lack is the manager of a pedigree of someone that can, you know, get as used to this situation and has, you know, the ability to pull them out of it. And, and these two clubs definitely, definitely have that. They're used to it. They, this is, you know, this is normal territory for them, really. Um, and so if anyone's, they're accustomed to it. So I think that they'll do okay. Um, I mean, I think that Watford will be down. I think Watford and Norwich are my two guaranteed people to go down. Um, and then you've got, obviously, you've got to talk about the Burnley, the Everton and the Leeds and who do, who actually goes out of those three. Because one of them is going to be joining them. I think Brentford are fine. I'd be yeah. shocked if Brentford, you know, join them. But yeah, for me, Watford, yeah, and, Watford and Norwich are... Are for me my favourites and my guarantee two to go down. It's then finding out who will join them in that because Leeds, it's a the Leeds. What has happened? Like, I mean, they're doing they're Leeds doing bad luck. Bad they're luck. doing a Sheffield United where yeah. they do really well and then they go back. I'm pretty sure I said at the start of this season when we did our predictions, if Leeds, I can see Leeds doing a Sheffield United this season. And <laughs> they're doing exactly that, but. Um, yeah, I've got a Leeds versus Everton to join the other two. I think Burnley will be safe, like I said. I think they've just got it in them just to uh, pull the way out. And like you said, they've got a couple of games in hand. If they win them or get pick up points, then they'll slowly find themselves leaving the bottom three. So for me, it's Leeds or Everton. And to think of either of them not being in the Premier League, it's kind of it's weird. I mean, it's weird. It's weird how Leeds have established themselves so quickly because I mean they only came up last like two years ago. You know, yeah. they, they've not been in the Prem for long and they weren't in the Prem for a long time before that. So, you know, sort of that, I, I, I say, we're kind of like Burnley, I like Leeds to be in the Premier League because, you know, that's a club with a lot of tradition. They've got great atmosphere. Um, I think they've been horribly unlucky this season. I mean, with someone like Bielsa, it's very system-based how, how you play. And while that certainly got exposed a bit, to not have your, you know, Rafinha's their, probably their, their best attacking player, but to not have two of the spine of that team in terms of Calvin Phillips, who is probably the most important player that Leeds have in there. And then Patrick Bamford, who, who is so important, and mix that with some bad recruitment. I don't know who that's down to, whether that's down to Bielsa or the people above him. But they, they recruited poorly in terms of just not doing enough um, this season. So to deal with these injuries, they didn't have another striker. I mean, they've got Rodrigo, they've got um, Tyler Roberts. You know, these aren't out-and-out -out strikers. Um, Daniel James has been playing up, up there quite a lot. He's not an out-and-out -out striker. Um, so, so they, they've been really messed around with, with injuries, but then that is also a, you know, I can't think that's a con of Bielsa's system. You know, you have to be insanely physically fit, and eventually that will catch up with you. I mean, the amount of sprints they do compared to anyone else it is crazy. So, Leeds have been horribly unlucky, but with Jesse Marsh coming in, the new manager, I can't say I know a whole lot about him. I know um, he didn't have the easiest. Um, time at Leipzig. I don't think that was all down to him. Apparently, you know, they let go of a few of their key players, had problems with injuries, um, and it just didn't go his way. I think sometimes that just happens in management. Um, but he did a fantastic job with Salzburg. And I mean, apparently, you know, the Norwich game, I, I, did, I can't say I watched it, but I knew someone went, went there and, and they said that Leeds should have won that game pretty convincingly. They just made it difficult for themselves. Um, and then Leicester, they were excellent against Leicester. They were poor against them. Um, I thought it was the game they lost in between that. I can't remember. I know they were bad because I saw a lot of people criticising the, the manager after that. So, Aston Villa. Leeds have more. Aston Villa, yeah, they were, they were bad against Aston Villa. Um, 
they're, they're in a tough position because they've they've played a, a more games than, than most of the teams, and they but they do have more points, and that's a good start. I mean, you know, it's as basic as it sounds. They have more points than the other teams. These other teams that are bad form have to win games to catch up, with and that's not easy. So Leeds do, do have the advantage, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, just, I don't. I, don't I, I think, think if you, I in think my I opinion, have, well, what, Callum, what you're going to say, I'll, I'll jump in twice. I, I, the Leeds have out of all, all the teams in this in this battle, I actually think Leeds have one of the one of the poorer teams in terms of just depth, but they oh, don't have a lot of depth. That's, depth. that's the opposite to what I was going to say. I was going to say if you look at yeah. not necessarily depth, but I wasn't on about I'm going to say about depth, but I was going to say if I look at you know the strongest Everton team can put out and the strongest um, Leeds team that you can put out, I think I would favour the Leeds. Like starting eleven, I really do. I mean, I think you've probably got better Obviously, individual yeah, but... talents in terms of Everton with like Calvert Lewin and stuff. But I think overall, yeah. I'd pick Leeds as a stronger, stronger team. Yeah, I, I just think their squad's just weaker. It's it's not what it what it was in terms of you know again, Calvin Phillips is such a big miss. I can't and I, and the thing that what Leeds have and, and this is it might be a, a, a sim, another simple statement. They have out of all opinion, he's the best player out of the four. And that, that might help. I mean, his work for, for the winner against Norwich was excellent to, to give it along to Joe Galbart, who might be someone that finds himself getting more opportunities. Although Pat, and Patrick Bamford back, you know, I think leads to have a very weak squad. But if they can get the 11, which is, which is a strong thing that they have, they still need a midfielder. I mean, I can't believe Leeds, it's been four years since Leeds signed an out-and-out midfielder. The, the only midfielder they, they sort of bring in was Rodrigo, who came in originally as the guise of being a striker, but kind of, Hasn't turned out the way. It's a bit almost like Joel Linton, but not as successful. Um, he, they're in. I, I don't think they'll go down. That, that's what I, th- I think Leeds will be all right. I, I don't know. I, I think Leeds will be okay. Who are you saying but, then? Burnley or you left might, with Burnley or Everton? I think it will be Norwich. I, I, I like Hodgson, but I do think Watford will go down. I think Hodgson will retire after that. Um, I'm going Everton. I think Everton will go down. I, think, oh, I, I, the, I can't the see them in the game. Three. I'm the exact same three. I think, <laughs> I think like we said, I, I mean, at Leeds are in a similar situation as Everton. I mean, I don't know much about the Leeds manager. I know that Leeds fans, quite a large portion of them, are a bit unhappy with the signing of him in the situation that they are. Similar to what I think Everton sh- probably are thinking now of Lampard not having the pedigree of manager that they require. But, I mean, Leeds... I just think they've got it in them. I think that you know they just yeah. they've just got a win on the back as well. I mean, most of these teams haven't got a haven't got a win. Everton haven't got a win recently in the Premier League, and you know Leeds having that three points in the last game not only does it probably inspire a bit more form, but it also gives them the comfort that, that they know they've just had three points. So, I mean, yeah, I think Leeds stronger position already going into it. So I'm going to have to put them down. That they're fifty fifty for me, and the, the situation they're in currently with more points just gives them the edge. I believe, but I mean, three three games in hand, Everton have everything could change. Yeah, exactly. They, so everything Everton, could change. Everton win all them, and, and they'd be up there, you know, comfortable with Newcastle. I mean, and look, Brentford, Brentford and Newcastle aren't clear. You know that you, you know, Brentford thirty points. You know, with the same amount of games, what Burnley win both their games, they're breathing down their necks. I mean, Brentford should be all right. Newcastle should be all right. But I think thirty five points is is the target. I think that's what you've got to try and get. So I think you'll be okay with thirty five. So, because it's not 40 anymore. People keep saying 40. It's not been 40 for a few years now. It's 35. Get 35 points, you'll be okay. And this Premier League this year, everyone's been beating everyone. So, it's there's no really been there's not really been like a big um, thing in terms of big gaps. So, you don't need 40. 
the fixture so I just want to touch on it. The fixture oh, yeah. for Everton, uh, for not for Everton, for Leeds, I would probably say is actually one of the hardest out of everyone that's down there. I mean, I've got them here. It's Wolves, Southampton and Watford. You know, all teams that they can be picking up points. But then they go to Chelsea or not go to Chelsea. They play Chelsea. They play Crystal Palace, who, you know, this season are doing really well. Man City, Arsenal, Brighton and then Brentford, who I imagine Leeds are going to need to be picking up points against Brentford. But, I mean, that's probably one of the hardest you know, finishes for, for these teams because a lot of these teams play each other. You know, the likes of Watford, they play most people around them, but for Leeds, they don't. They do play a lot of the teams that are, are doing quite well this season and Wolves, they're doing quite well. Southampton have been doing pretty well. They were doing well anyway. They've just hit a bit of a stumbling block recently, but Watford and Brentford, they're going to need to pick up, you know, stay. That needs to be six points. That needs to be six points. Yeah, the, the, the thing is, the hope for, for Leeds and, and those sort of teams is when they played Brighton and Palace and Southampton, yeah, I mean, I know they're professionals, but you've got to just hope that they are on the beach. They're, they're safe. They know what's going on. Season's ending. They start rotating. They start experimenting. And that, and then Leeds fighting for their lives. I think we'll, I do think we'll see a couple shocks towards the end of the season. I think we always do. Those teams that are just hungry. I think, I think we'll see some big shocks. And maybe it's Everton going to be the team pulling them off. I don't know. Maybe it'll be Watford. Maybe it'll be Burnley. But that's, I mean, that's the relegation battle. You know, I'm glad that we have a relegation battle. And it's, it's heating up on every end, every scale. This, Finally, we have races everywhere. We have the title race, we've got the race for fourth. You know, we've got, I don't know if the Conference League race particularly counts, but there's something going on there, West Ham, Tottenham, Wolves. And we've got a relegation battle. And it's heating up in the Championship as well, who's going to join them. So, I mean, this is what, it's what we love. This is what we love. So, just to confirm, Oli, the three going down. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Leeds... Watford, Norwich. I would say Man United if it was mathematically possible, but I think saying Evan, Evan staying up now. Evan staying up. No, 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 Scott. <laughs> Everton, Everton, Watford, Norwich. I got distracted there by saying go. about Man United because I think that they could be relegated as well. To be fair, but you know, Everton, that's another conversation. Ev Everton. Championship football next year, crazy, absolutely crazy. It's crazy. You, you got to be loving it as a Liverpool fan, you know. It's, it's nice. I it's, yeah, it's nice to see. I like Lampard though, so it's not as easy. For yeah, but me to imagine, see it. imagine but the season as a Liverpool, as a Liverpool fan. What could be better? I mean, obviously, better would be them coming bottom of the Premier League. But what could be better if you win the title and Everton get relegated? Yeah, that, that, that's that, a good season that, that would be good, and there's a chance of it happening genuinely. And I think Everton will go down as well. And I mean, it, I mean, that's everyone's football manager save guaranteed. Then if Everton goes down, because everyone will be playing as them trying to get back up and, and get into the Premier League. But, I mean, it's, there's still so much to come. That could Everton go down? Could Leeds go down? I mean, you can even decide when you're going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> it's that close. Nobody knows. <laughs> maybe that's me. Maybe that's my subconscious telling me. Yeah. Head, head and heart. You know, it's all, it's all up in the air. It's all to play for still. And that's crazy because, you know, we're in for a very good end of the season. And, you know, with finishing university for us, this is something to distract us with. So, it's nice. Yeah. And that... That wraps up the One Two Football podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on social media. One Two Football, One Two Football UK. Check out One Two Football for the latest articles from a growing list of contributors from around the world. We'll see you next week.